So hello and welcome to another episode of the Turn 5 podcast. And for the third week in a row, Chris is not here. <laughs> and for the second week in a row, I think, Nia's not here either. Yeah. Uh, however, both of them have actually sent in their predictions this week. So Ben, what, what penalty are we giving them this week? Is that just a black and white? Uh, I don't know, but it's like... There's an opportunity here for us. I feel like we've got to take it. So, you know, little points deduction. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be a points deduction for Chris because he didn't send in his before FP1. Nia actually did. So, I don't know. I feel like that's a 10-second stop go and two penalty points. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds legit. (laughs) And uh, to, to sort of up the numbers because we're slightly short we brought back Sonia yay hi <laughs> definitely not a last minute super sub drafted absolutely in. not <laughs> uh, so this week we'll be obviously talking about all of the Formula 1 action from Spain but we were joined by Formula 2, Formula 3 and W Series so we've got a lot to get through uh, so I think we'll start with Spain quali FP1? FP1? You can say practice. Practice was... Certain, certain team. Yeah, the, the the news sort of started before the action did with um, a certain drinks company un- <laughs> unforgiving with their banter. Uh, the entire Red Bull pit wall was drinking the green edition this weekend. In, uh, Which is actually delicious, can I just say? <laughs> homage, shall we say, of the... Aston Martin new upgrade package, which looks suspiciously like uh, the Red Bull. It happens. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just ironic that it's the same team again. <laughs> so, is I it? I think the a, memes uh, were great. <laughs> oh yeah. Whenever this happens now, it's just it's just complete meme fire. Just everything goes off. I can see it be- being Christian Horner's idea. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll fall over. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's difficult to say if they're in the right or wrong at this point because the rules were very clearly updated after the whole pink Mercedes debacle and their rear brakes and all of this that and the other. So as long as they can just prove that they did it through photographs then fine and to be honest given their performance in qualifying i don't think anyone's really complaining just yet <laughs> yeah it didn't really like pay off no uh gunter came out with a classic gunter savage quote of uh look at all these teams and all their upgrade packages and meanwhile both our cars are in q3 <laughs> and we didn't bring anything i mean he's not wrong that's called efficiency <laughs> The Steiner ship has sailed once again. Mate, that Steiner ship's halfway around the world at this point. He's he's loving he's it. He's doing a Columbus at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Just, he's on a cruise. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, both uh, both Astons, even in their green Red Bulls, were out in Q1. Um, Albon and Latifi obviously joined them. <clears throat> FP1. Uh Albon sat out for Nick DeVries, uh, which was my old prediction. 
that De Vries would go faster yeah. than Latifi. Prediction. And he did. <laughs> of course he did. Vindication. <laughs> um, so I think I, I I think I said if it happens that De Vries will take Latifi's seat mid-season. Mid-season? Like, summer yeah. break. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it can happen. Because... Okay, yes, Latifi beat Albon in the race this time, but Albon had floor damage. Floor damage, yeah. Albon has wiped the floor with Latifi. Yeah, he's got points every twice. Every single race. Yeah, he's got two, twice, he's yeah. scored points on two occasions. And he's just completely shown Latifi up. Yeah. I think it, I think this is definitely Latifi's last season in F1. Mm. Yeah. Because um, I don't think they need the money that he obviously brings that desperately anymore. I think he's like I think he's like a he was always like a nice driver and like good to have around. It seems like yeah. um, so it's not like other situations we've had. Um, so I think he's like he will be missed at some point. Like maybe yeah. Yeah, I think the team will, be, will miss think, the supply yeah. of Nutella he brings. <laughs> But I do think that he'll be uh, somewhat successful in other in other racing series. I think. I mean, we've seen we've seen Grosjean. Yeah, exactly. We've seen Grosjean and Magnussen. They went over to IndyCar. They've been pretty successful. Yeah, Grosjean's in the top ten for the five hundred, isn't he? After their qualifying, Um, I think Latifi would fit in Indy. Well, yeah, I could see that working, and especially you know he's Canadian, so yeah, we're bringing fans and stuff. Well, I mean, it's more he can then be closer to family if his family still live over there sort of thing. And maybe uh, probably has a bigger following in Canada than he otherwise would in other European slash World Series. So, because the other option is sort of to go down the wet route and endurance racing, which we've seen other drivers do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's options, you know. Like, Formula E. Yeah, we've seen plenty of people go to there. I mean, De Vries is obviously the, Vries the champion is, yeah. um, after winning Formula 2. Uh, Giovinazzi, good old Italian Jesus. Um, <laughs> he's he's not doing quite so hot in Formula E. Last I looked. Um, still getting that fan boost, though. Good old Italian <laughs> Jesus superpower there. All, all, right, uh, all Kimi Raikkonen fans are voting for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but was it Stoffel did Formula E for a bit? Felipe Massa did Formula E for a bit. So, you know, there's a bit of a history of F1 drivers going to do Formula E as and when they choose to <laughs> or as and when they lose their yeah. seat. I mean, when uh, Nick de Vries uh, won Latifi uh, F2, he, uh, Latifi obviously was second and then mm. he got picked for Williams due to monetary advantages. <laughs> Yeah, but since the Doralton payout, they've said they don't need it anymore. So I feel like his time is coming to an end. Yeah. In F1. Yeah. Yeah. At least. Um, And if Doralton can afford to make a payout to end that contract early, Nick DeVries might just sit in for the second half of the season. That's my opinion. (laughs) That is a bold prediction. There, I, there were rumours swirling around that De Vries is definitely in the hunt for that seat and Williams are keen to get him in. 
Uh, I think I think he's he'll be in the seat next season. That's my prediction. Do yes. Contract talks are interesting. So, do you think there could be like a, a straight swap De Vries's FE seat for Nick's F1 seat? Ooh. Just like, look, uh, we want your driver. You can have ours. <laughs> he has money. <laughs> He'll bring you Nutella. <laughs> if it if it happens mid season, maybe. But end of the season, no, because yeah, Mercedes changing to McLaren in Formula E. Pato Award coming over. Mm-hmm. Could be. I don't know if he'll go FE. I know he wants an F1 seat. So. Yeah, but I don't think. I think. Like, obviously, Lando's not going to leave McLaren anytime soon. No, he's and, signed a massive extension yeah, to 2025. Yeah, yeah. So. And, like, I don't think that Danny Rick will leave for next season. No, I think he's under contract till the end of 23. 23, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, that's like that's going to be a huge change in uh, in the grid. I think uh, in the next like two three years because obviously we have some drivers that are above thirty five who might end their F one career at some point in the next like yeah let's say three years. So it's going to be there's going to be a big change in the upcoming seasons. I mean, we got we've got an over forty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alonso like Hamilton is thirty eight. I think, I think around there, somewhere yeah. around there. Fettel too, at the like mid thirties. So it's so, going to be interesting. Fettel can just stay forever. Yeah, we love him. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like the the interview with Alonso. It was just like, so do you think you got a third world championship? And he was like, yeah, you know, one, <laughs> he hoped that one year you'll have the package and everything just kind of falls into place for you. And it's like confirmed Alonso stays until he wins the championship. <laughs> <laughs> would that be the two, cha- like if if he won, let's say next year, would that be the championship with most years apart? Probably. That is an incredible stat. And I think you might be right. Because surely, because I'm thinking back and I don't think there's been like, because that would be like, Wait, how many years? Wait, six, seven, um, 15 years? List of F1 World Champions. <laughs> oh, no, uh, 16, 16 years. It was 26. Uh, 2006, 2005 and 2006, he won. Yeah. yeah. Because 2007 was Kenny. Yeah. Okay, so I've watched I've watched the 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 grill the grid video enough. I could I could go back to nineteen ninety. Then then I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> yeah, so so like it's sixteen years. The biggest years. gap would be the one in my mind is Schumacher. No, but that's ninety five to two thousand. Yeah, yeah. But sixteen years would be a madness. Looking Hamilton at it, Hamilton was like seven. Yeah. Yeah, two thousand eight. No six. 2008 to 14. Yeah. That, that is the biggest gap. Currently. What, six years? Yeah. Mad. Yeah, I can't think of... I can't Unless think I'm of... missing something. No, I don't think so. 81 to 87 for Nelson Piquet. Nelson Piquet. Um, but not no more than 10, surely. No. No, no, no. I mean, it's not going to happen, let's be honest. But. <laughs> no, but that would be a fantastic pub quiz question. 
Um, I mean, I like Alonso. I think he's funny. Yeah. I, I see, because his contract's out at the end of the year. Unless yeah. I, I don't remember him saying he's signed an extension or anything. I think Absolutely. it's like an option. Um, but for me, I feel like what they're doing is Piastri is shadowing him and learning what he can. And then we'll step in when Alonso steps out sort of thing. It has to be like that. Like, There's no other way. Piastri I'm, needs a yeah. seat. It wouldn't make sense to me to just keep Piastri around otherwise. Because he's there every single time. I can't just say Piastri is a great like commentator because on F1 TV, sometimes he's doing like the post-race show and stuff and he's great. Mm. Oh, they got very um, eloquent. They got Nick DeVries in the comm box at one point on Sky. And they were like, right, your seat's basically confirmed now. And they went through the list of the previews of like Latifi, Russell, uh, all of these other like F2 guys. And they're like, they'd all done a, a, a little bit in the comm box and then they got their F1 seat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but they kept peppering them with questions like, so when you're next, uh, when you're next getting in the uh, Williams? Because obviously <laughs> each, each team has to run a rookie twice. One in each car. And Nick DeVries is the um, Mercedes reserve driver. So he's like, (laughs) they joked that he could get four sessions in, two at Williams, (laughs) two at Mercedes. (laughs) Would he be able to get two at McLaren as well? Technically, yeah. Yeah, technically, yeah. Wait, wait, who else is a Mercedes test driver? Stoffel. Stoffel. Oh, yeah. He hasn't really been in the talks. I feel like like McLaren might do Pato Award. For an yeah. FP1. Yeah. Because that would be phenomenal. And then obviously they've got Mario Andretti doing one at Monza. Uh, Monza. Uh, um, uh, Cota. <laughs> After that agreement with Zach. <laughs> Casually slap an 82-year-old on the wheel. That'd be so good. Just make sure he takes any like, dentures out first. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. Um... I think that's most of the news from practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having got off. The rest wasn't really surprising apart tangents. from the Haas both being in Q3. Mick's first time in Q3. Yeah. Sad Lando noises. <laughs> he did recover that incredibly well, considering the circumstances as well. Yeah. He got diagnosed with tonsillitis, which was announced after the race. Um, but literally, like, all the drivers do their whole uh, cool down lap radio messages, and Lando just was not talking because <laughs> he was that ill. <laughs> so the, his race engineer was like, "Can you just like give us a, a click on the wheel if you're if you're okay?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank God the the steering wheels are that technical that you can just yeah. twist a dial and they see it. The pit confirm button is the <laughs> okay, okay button, button. Brad. <laughs> Definitely cost him his job, that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if they say he got a promotion. That definitely cost him his job. (laughs) Um, Right, qualifying. Um, As we've already covered, both Aston Martins and both Williams were out in Q1. Uh, The driver to join them, Fernando Alonso. I was surprised. Mm. But then they... Did the whole strategy, strategy, strategic, strategy. <laughs> it's, it's like a squeegee, but strategic, yeah. a strategic squeegee. Um, they did the whole strategic thing of basically just putting a, a whole new power unit in. So he only lost three places instead of whatever penalties you otherwise would accrue for Ten, slapping in. Well, it depends how many components you change, really. Yeah. But 
Um, at the very least, it would have been five. So might as well, you know, you're back there anyway. Why not? Um, Q2 was Guan, Joe Guan Yu in 15th, Gasly and Sonoda 14th and 13th, Ocon in 12th and Lando in 11th. Uh, after having his lap time deleted. Track limits. At turn 12. It was a strange corner to have it. I, I, I didn't even know you could fit a whole no. car off the track. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but I, if I tried that in the game, like at least the whole of the left wheel is in the gravel. And I'm, <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> I'm gone. It, we needed like the other side of the car just to make sure there was over the line but if we, we was... just needed one of those static cameras there like yeah. they have at the other corners where they're observing track limits as long as they keep consistent with it yeah, yeah. no issue with it so then top 10 shootout was both hasses uh danny rick uh valtteri bottas uh both red bulls both mercedes both ferraris Decent crew. Um, Max had an issue on his second flying run. And when asked about the issue on Sky afterwards, Christian Horner said it was an issue with the CRS, which he did have. But the audio bit that they were playing for the clip was when he was halfway around turn three and it just sounded like his engine sort of half gave up. So I don't know what that was. <laughs> But it didn't crop up again in the race. So maybe they just decided that he'd lost so much time from his DRS not opening that that lap wasn't going to be worth it anyway. Um, but that meant that Charles put it on pole, uh, Max P2, Carlos P3. George Russell getting it up into P4, though. So, and with Hamilton in sixth, the Mercedes so he- upgrade package has worked. Slowly crawling back. Yeah. George Russell is really like doing God's work in that Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, it just reminds me of rocket powered Mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it literally brought up the fact that uh, Toto apologized to Lewis for the car for fin- after he finished P14 in Imola. And then it's just, it goes off really like Twitter comments. It's like George Russell P4. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's <laughs> like, the cars aren't that different in the grand scheme of things. Um, That's not a 10 position no. difference. No, exactly. Um, but I mean, where are they now? The two, one, 1.2 tenths was their difference in their quali runs. So I feel like that is much more reasonable. Yes. Yeah. It's more representative, shall we say. But again, George has outperformed Lewis. Um, Lewis was very, very unlucky, though. True. To, to extent. But in quality, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in quality. Um, in the race, a little bit. Uh, still put in a mammoth drive. We'll give him that. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone that listens to the podcast, no, I'm not the biggest Lewis Hamilton fan. <laughs> Far from it, uh, but I will. I will concede that that was a a good drive. Credit what where I, credits due. What I won't concede is his poor attitude 
on like lap five. Yeah. Where he That's very unlike him. But what's the point? Not, he done it last year. It's I forgot what race it is, but I remember him saying. There was another radio message, just like, let's just yeah. pack it up, guys. And it's like, why? Why the defeatist attitude? We're five laps into a 66-lap race. We haven't even got to the first pit stop window yet. Yes, you're half a minute off the back of the field, but you're running in clean air. You can run at your own pace. Yeah. It's like... Well, you don't get the points until you cross the line, much to Charles Leclerc's disappointment. <laughs> <clears throat> that is that is a Will Buxton statement that is <laughs> thank you hungry last year when they didn't pit for mm. no because he was dead last yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so funny Cause, though because they done goofed <laughs> yeah that was one of the weirdest restarts ever him just alone <laughs> on the grids makes for great content though <laughs> um so yeah, not not a fan of that side of it, but once he actually bucked his ideas up and got on with it, great drive. Um, it was kind of like a steady progress though, wasn't it? Because like we didn't, there, there was a couple, there was a bit where he was pumping in like fastest lap, fastest lap. But other than that, it was just kind of, okay, everyone else is pit and now Lewis is ahead of them and is still going pretty first. And then Lewis pits again, and everyone else pits again, and somehow Lewis ends up P5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like a... Oh, wait! He's, He's there here. now? <laughs> yeah, that's similar to when Yuki finished P4 last race last season. <laughs> Everybody was like, wait! <laughs> How did you get here, sir? Yeah, literally. Um, and also, by the way, the German commentators forgot that, and I think it was last race, and they were like, German Sky, and they were like, oh, yeah, Yuki's best finish ever was like P6 or something. I was like, no, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> when you know more than the commentators. I, wasn't, I, was, I was about to tweet them, but then they corrected themselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> they probably had someone from the gallery going, yeah. no, you're an idiot. What are you on about? <laughs> Sacked in the morning. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Yuki picked up another point this time. So. Yeah. Little and often. Um outperformed Gasly yeah I both, don't know what really well, I know the car's not like the best it can be mm. but Gasly was like like last season Gasly was like really good like top 10 like almost every race and now it's yeah. like eh. maybe it's just a design philosophy Gasly was definitely out driving the car last year and maybe now Yuki's just out driving this one maybe his move to Fienza is <laughs> really paying dividends <laughs> His morning workouts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how he loves those. Um, I mean, Alonso put a shift in. He ended P9. Yeah. From last. Yeah, that is a, a stonking drive. The Alpine is definitely better in race pace than it is in quali pace. Yeah. Um, because Where was Ocon, Ocon in quali? Ocon 12. was, yeah. Ocon didn't Q2, make it yeah. to yeah. So, yeah. but he, Ocon finished seven. seventh. Yeah. So, and he wasn't. He was the second last car, so he he was still on the lead lap. So, I mean, everyone from Alonso down had been lapped at that point. So, but to come from the back to to P nine, it's good effort. 
Um, another engine issue for Joe Guan Yu. Oh, yeah. he's, he's not having the best of luck already this season. We're only, what, six races in. Um, but the bigger issue was Charles, who was quite comfortably in the lead. And you would have won it easy. Oh, yeah. That was a, a walk in the park at that point. Um, and then his engine packed up. So Yeah, the noise was not great. No, it wasn't. But the replay when, when, when they showed it from the, the camera on the car. It made some strange noises. Yeah, I think his immediate reaction was that like the turbo had exploded or something. Yeah. I don't know if they've actually confirmed what the issue was. Um, he said because he said uh, in the interview afterwards that he, it wasn't an overheating issue because that's what a lot of people like expected it or like thought it would have been. Same yeah. with uh, Guan Yu Zhou, but it wasn't. Because that would have been two Ferrari engines going out with overheating issues if it was that, but it wasn't. Well, I mean, the Mercedes engine had overheating issues, or specifically the Mercedes had overheating issues, um, which cost Lewis fourth. Mm. Um, so that would have been an even better drive, really. Um, but George had enough of a buffer to keep hold of third. But it was, I find it interesting that both of the, the this is DNF critical messages came at the same time because for me that sounds maybe not overheating but more fuel yeah um like if you don't because it was they, they were told to lift and coast and lifting and coasting yes will help cool the engine but isn't using fuel yeah because the, you have to have a certain amount of fuel left in the car afterwards obviously yeah and you can put up to an amount in, but it doesn't specify like a minimum. Yeah. So, but obviously if you run out of fuel, you, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like... I wonder if they miscalculated it, but that would have been a rookie mistake at Mercedes. Yeah, but we've seen that from them occasionally, haven't we? We've seen mistakes that have cost them, like Hamilton not pitting at Hungary and... Not also, getting Bottas' tyre off. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was... I don't know if that's a mistake. That's just unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> it did get him the world record of longest pit stop ever, so... Uh, yeah, a solid 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, it was... I, I think they're, they're playing funny business saying it's overheating. I think it was they'd underfueled the car. Yeah. But conspiracies. Who knows? Someone at Mercedes does. So uh, you know, if if you're working at Mercedes and you, you you're listening, you're like, give us a bell. <laughs> give us the inside scoop. This is how I take over Ted Kravitz's job because <laughs> <laughs> he has everyone's number. Literally, I just need everyone's TikTok. <laughs> uh, other social media platforms are available. Due <laughs> <laughs> diligence. Um, so, with Char Charles and Joe Guan Yu were the only DNFs for the race. No um, safety car. No safety car, which ruined my predictions. Uh, I mean, Charles DNFing ruined my predictions. Let's be real. Yeah. 
Um, and didn't even make it to half race distance either. He went out on 27. So That's mad. Yeah, not good. And it wasn't an old engine either. Yeah. It, it had been in two races. So that's not ideal. Um, the <laughs> Albon received a five-second time penalty for exceeding track limits. Uh, Hamilton was shown a black and white flag for track limits. Um, Perez got the fastest lap. And the point scorers, bottom to top, uh, Sonoda, Alonso, Norris, Ocon, Bottas, Hamilton, Sainz, Russell, Perez, Verstappen. Also, turn four, Sainz and Verstappen went off. Mm. I, given the almost identical nature of that, I'm willing to put that down to wind. That's what they were saying. Yeah, because I don't think I've seen uh, Max Verstappen make a mistake on his own like that in years. Yeah, I mean, in in tennis, that's what you'd call an unforced error. Yeah. And since he had his run of crashes in the, at the start of a season, I haven't seen him make those kind of errors. There was, okay, maybe you could quantify or qualify the Saudi Arabia qualifying mistake where he tapped the wall and ruined his lap. Maybe that would count. Um, but that, yeah, that was just the risk was high. Yeah, he was going for it at that point. Yeah, there was no, there was there was no other way to do it. Yeah, but that was that was a big off. I mean, Carlos has cost him a lot more. Oh yeah, I um, mean yeah, Max one. <laughs> yeah, but Carlos dropped down to P fourteen. Yeah, so. I mean, if there was anyone that I was expecting a let's pack it in message from, it would have been Carlos at that point to just be like, nah, we're done here. <laughs> um, he did recover. He did. P4. It's his it best nice ever home race him. finish. Would have been nice to see him up there fight. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Especially but how it went. The stats book doesn't lie. There hasn't been a Spaniard on the podium not called Alonso. Mad. <laughs> and also the last five years, I think Hamilton won. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah. yeah they should have put 2016 up there as well. At the start of the race, they showed all the previous winners. It, yeah, the they showed the last five. Years. Hamilton. <laughs> Good old Maxi boy on his Red Bull debut. <laughs> <laughs> But that record will never be broken because now you have to be 18 to race in F1. Yeah, they've assured that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is when someone pulls out a driver with a fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that happening. <laughs> What's your name, McLovin? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing that they've done but the quality of drivers we've got like you look at f3 and it's like they're all 16 and it's like well if they progress through they'll be 17 just about maybe turning 18 if they were to do the natural progression up the ladder so 
I feel like eventually it might come back to haunt them because there will be a driver that is definitely ready for an F1 test at the very least, but isn't old enough. You have to be 18 so, to test. I don't you have know. have to be 18 to race. That's the thing. I, I, it's, it'll be something on the super, uh, super license, probably, that yeah. you'll be 18. But you I can you do an FP1 be... test without having a super, a license. super license. Yeah, I think you, you have to be 18 to get the super license. So, yeah. So, because you have to qualify for the super license, you have to have done 300, 300. kilometers in an F1 car. Mm. And that can be done in private tests or in FP1s. So... Technically, Theo Porcher has already done some kilometres because he did a test with Alfa Romeo in Port Ricard last year. So he's got part of it. <laughs> but I still think... I think he'll be the rookie that they test, they being Alfa Romeo, obviously, yeah. um, at various points this year. I'd be surprised if he didn't test again in France because... A, that's his home race weekend. That would be good for that would be a cool thing for him. And B, he did the test, he did a test there last year, so he he knows the circuit. Um, and he's raced F2 there, so you know he's got a vast amount of experience. And there's a shed load of runoff. So a mistake isn't going to be that costly. Where as against, say, running a rookie in Monaco. <laughs> Has that ever, has that ever I, happened? I honestly don't think so. But if it has, suicide. Wild. Career suicide. <laughs> but can you imagine if you nail trouble. it, though? Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. If you jump in and do a Michael Schumacher and, and like, put in a pace that's worthy of qualifying seventh, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think the team would allow you to give it the full beans. <laughs> Probably not. That would be... Uh... Crazy. I mean, we saw Yuri Vips get in the car uh, uh, in FP1. He got in Paris's car and he was last in the Red Bull, but he was doing hard tyre tests and very much long, long runs. Um, he did get to put the softs on, but again, I think he was on a higher fuel load run because his times were still slow. So I think they were very much data gathering for the race which is shrewd to use your rookie candidate in such a, uh, a way. But why not, you know? you got to run it. You can see how he puts up with team orders. <laughs> it's a very important at Red Bull. The Valtteri at James is becoming whatever his name is. <laughs> it's Checker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was an interesting one. Uh, Checker was not allowed to pass Max when Max was having DRS issues. Um, and then Max was promptly waved through. I mean, okay, at that point, he was one and a half seconds a lap faster. But then if you're, like, if you're Max Verstappen and you're that good, surely you can just overtake on your own. Uh, yes. But I feel like they wanted to make it certain because he was having his DRS issues. Yeah, uh, but personally, my opinion, I don't think the sixth race of the season is like a good time to start. Team <coughs> 2002 <orders>. Ferrari. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying it never happens. <laughs> what do you mean, Michael Schumacher got through? What do you mean, Austria? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I think that was like too early to make it that obvious. Yeah. Because I think Perez deserve to race for that position. Yeah. Obviously, they shouldn't have put on like a proper fight because at some point it's just like, well, you're just like... You're, you're just, just hindering each other at this point. Yeah. But, but at like, least do what Alpine did at Saudi Arabia and let them battle it out for a little bit and then go, okay, look, this guy's obviously quicker. So can you just yeah. like let him through now? But it was just like Max caught up and then it was like, okay, Jekko, <laughs> time to go away. <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing. A few laps before he made his pit stop, well, rather after he came out after his pit stop, he was, well, that was when he put his soft tires on to do the fastest lap attempt. He was over 20 seconds behind Max. At the end of the race, he was just over 13 seconds behind. So he had pace in the car. Yeah. It was just the tires at that point in their strategies. Do you think they, they planned the strategies so that Max would come out on top? Because obviously Max then was on the newer tires. So he was one and a half seconds faster. Conspiracy theories. We love them. Um, <laughs> I I don't think it I'd was planned very... from the start, but I think it formed yeah. during the race. Yeah, I think because Max wouldn't have been in that position had he not had his off. Yeah. So, like, Charles wasn't zooming away at the front. Max was... was very much sort of there or thereabouts maybe an undercut pit stop sort of window of opportunity, but he wasn't threatening Charles each lap sort of distance. Mm. But, you know, he was still going quicker than Carlos and Perez behind him. So it's, it's a tricky one because you want to maximise the result for the team and obviously, if your car, if the guy in the second car is going faster, then you you want him to pull out a gap at the front in case something happens. Because we'd already had two engine-related DNFs that race. There's nothing to say that a third one couldn't have occurred and would have pulled over at a point that would have required, at the very least, a VSC if not a full-on safety car. And if they've got a full-on safety car and Checo's been holding Max up for so long, then they've damaged both of their tyres for zero gain. Yeah. So... <sighs> I think I think they still should have let them battle it. Like, at least a couple much, of laps. At least he was, if he was that much faster, he would have caught up and then just overtaken me on the straight with DRS if it was working. <laughs> See, that's the thing. <laughs> just just press it once, Max. <laughs> I did! It was so funny. I can fully see him in a card <laughs> like a child when some... Me playing fighting games when I'm trying to pull off a combo. Yeah, just... me or Mortal Kombat. Other fighting games are available. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, what's the other one I play? Um, Injustice 2. Oh. Because I want to be a superhero. Mm -hmm, of course. Um, it's just like just imagine him like smashing the wheel in the car. Just, Come on! <laughs> Literally. But it's another little thing for the the car, isn't it? It's just another issue that they have. Um. So obviously, I mean, they'll they'll fix it. It's Red Bull. And they still got a one-two, and Perez got the fastest lap. Yeah. So 
Max overall, won every single race that he finished this season. Yeah, overall, it's still a good result. You know, you can't really complain. Yeah, Max is now in the lead of the championship. Yep. Five Red Bull points, are now are in the lead of the constructors as well. Yeah. So we've gone from double Ferrari to double Red Bull. Which, to be honest, given the way that the uh, the Red Bulls were going, isn't that surprising. Um, Ferrari, it's not like Ferrari have fallen off. It's that Ferrari have had the wrong strategy or the wrong setup or a mistake. Or unluck, uh, like more unlucky like Charles was. Yeah, I mean, you can say the same for Max in Australia and um, Bahrain. It's at the end of the day, luck is a part of the sport. Luck is a part of every sport, you know. Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. Um, but setup is not luck based. No. Um, I mean, you could see it. We've seen it every single race so far. The Ferraris have been quicker than the Red Bulls in the technical sectors, which is fine but you're not overtaking anyone in the technical sector. The most you're doing is pulling out a gap to the guy behind you. The Red Bulls, however, are faster on the straights. And that's where you are overtaking people. And I feel like Ferrari need to change their race setup philosophy so that they can actually go, get back at someone when an overtake is done. Because we saw it in Miami. Once Max got past, that was it. Done. Yeah, because even with DRS, Charles wasn't that much quicker. But when Max had DRS, he was zooming. He was like twenty kilometers an hour faster. And when Charles had it, he was only like eight kilometers an hour faster. And that's not enough to make an overtake. In real life, yeah, fine. But, even you know, that would take you, you quite some time. Yeah, but you've got a long bit of motorway ahead of you or something, haven't you? Whereas on a Formula One track, you've only got a kilometre and that's it. Until you slam on the brakes and slow back down to like 40 miles an hour again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I feel... I feel like that's, some, that's what needs to change at Ferrari to, to help swing it back towards them because the car's there. For once, we can actually say Ferrari are competitive. We haven't said that for the last couple of years. I mean, and the podcast has only been going one, but, you know, just for the sake of argument, imagine we've been going for longer. Um, <laughs> since illegal engines. Yeah, exactly. Since they, since they got the almightiest of wrist slaps behind closed doors, they just haven't been anywhere. And now they're back. They're getting pole positions. They're getting race wins, but they're getting race wins when the other competitors aren't finishing. Which is the issue. You've got to be able to beat the best to be the best. Yeah. And, and as you told me today, um, Charles Leclerc has never won a race which didn't start from pole. That is not my fact. Richard told me that <laughs> fact about one and a half hours ago. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was quite surprised. Um, for me, but, that's something he's going to have to change if he wants to be up there in terms of like, who are the greats of Formula One? Yeah. Because you talk about the greats and they always have a drive where they've come from like 12th, 13th and ended up on the podium. And when we talk about Lewis Hamilton in Brazil and he went from the back of the grids to 10th in the sprint and then 
up again into the into the race win. Um, you you don't talk about drivers that only ever win from pole as being the best. Yeah. <coughs> Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> Sergio Perez, his first ever race win, he was P20. Yeah, exactly. That was um, that was one of my favorite races, I think. That was incredible. But Pastor Maldonado is the last guy to convert his maiden pole into his race win. In Spain. Yep. And he was there in a Williams hat. Yeah. What a legend. <laughs> that was great. I love that he gave a thumbs up because I was like, that's just <laughs> that is the Pastor Maldonado seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. So yeah, he, he's it's something he's gonna have to look at. Like obviously you can't do it if your car can't overtake. So and yeah, the I'm sure the Ferrari can blitz past any other car on the grid, but the problem is the one that's gonna be occupying first, if he's not, is either his teammate or the Red Bull. And that's gonna be a different issue. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a tricky yeah. one because you're gonna have to change the the whole aero of the car. And I don't know how easy or not that's going to be with the new cars, but a lot of it is like the rear wing, isn't it? So we saw it with Mercedes. They took a lot of the rear wing off and trialed that and it worked a bit, but now they've got a whole like floor package and everything, and that's working much better for them. So we'll is, are we going to see a science win this season? That's the other thing. Because Sainz hasn't even got a pole position yet. Yes, he got his best ever qualifying result at his home Grand Prix and his best ever race result at his home Grand Prix. But he had another mistake. and That cost him maybe the podium. Yeah. And just wasn't on the pace of Charles. Yeah. And the question is, if it's a Ferrari 1-2 and Sainz is in front, are they going to team order... Yeah, the clerk passed him, but they will. They they have, think they have a, a history. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean Mikhail Schmacher. No, no, no. That, but then he gave he gave the victory back though. Yeah, that was after he'd won the championship. <laughs> but still, that was a nice thing to do. Not everybody would. That have was done like that. that would have been like Lewis letting Valtteri through at Abu Dhabi two years ago and be like, "Go on, son, have a win." <laughs> This is for all the times you've been Valtteri, it's James. Yeah, but still. <laughs> no, I, I know. Big up Rubens Keller, by the way. <laughs> one, one of the greatest to player. never win. <laughs> um, so Formula 2. And, uh, well, I mean, basically this weekend was the Felipe Drogovic show. It was. Um, and if I, that remembrance is correct, it's kind of becoming MP Motorsports happy hunting ground because they've won the last five races around the circuit. <laughs> Which in a spec series is impressive. So, um, Jack Dillon got pole position. Um, but then from then on out, it was just Djokovic. Um, he started, I want to say... Where did he start on that? He qualified 10th. So he would have started the sprint race from near the front. So he made a couple of overtakes, got it done. Um, what was he? Is it, is it top 12 or top 10? No, it's top 10. So he oh, started on pole. He started on pole, made it work. 
and just drove away from everyone else. Um, finished 2.1 seconds ahead of the next nearest car. Decent. Then for the feature race, started 10th, extended his first stint an obscene amount, <laughs> then pulled in, put on the, the new hards and just went quicker than everyone. Um, I mean, when he made his overtake on Doohan, it was just easy as you like, really. Yeah. He'd, he'd finished the overtake before you really got to the braking zone, so done. Not really a challenge. <laughs> no. But that's, that's what good tyre management and good strategy offers you. If you can make it work like that, then you just have easy overtakes. Um, the podium for the sprint race was Dragovic, Iwasa, and Logan Sargent. And the podium for the feature race was Dragovic, Duan, and Vesti. Um, which means that Drogovic now leads the Formula 2 championship. Uh, kind of unsurprising, given he scored 36 points this weekend. Yeah, madness. Um, Quite an improvement from his last weekend, where he scored five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Teopor Chair only scored eight points this weekend, so is now in second. And third place is Jay and Daruvala, who only scored five points this weekend didn't score in the feature race it was his engine gave up didn't it i think it was jayan's car because there was a safety car and there was a car yeah. just parked at the bottom of turn seven just in the middle of the racetrack like didn't even bother trying to pull off to the side just left it there which i thought was a bit odd <laughs> but hey ho <laughs> um and um so rounding out the top five for the Formula 2 Championship, you've got Liam Lawson and Marcus Armstrong. But Marcus Armstrong is now 50 points behind Felipe Dragovic. Yeah, that's wild. And the next round, which is this weekend in Monaco, Monaco will bring us to the halfway point of the season. So, yeah. I'm not going to say anyone's won it yet because it's Formula 2 and... Literally anything can happen, but I, given that there is a 45-point gap between first and third, I think it's almost become a two-horse race at this point. So, which, which is still brilliant. I mean, we've seen plenty of seasons where it has been a sort of a contest of two drivers. Mick Schumacher's season was definitely him and one other were very close, but there was a couple of others behind him as well. Yeah, it's him and Ilot. Yeah. Um, Wait, but... isn't there 12 races? In F2. Does my thing not scroll over far enough? If you are on the F2 website, then it scrolls over. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> There's a scroll bar! I've been pranked. Okay, so Baku. Baku is halfway, halfway yeah. point. I didn't, have, I didn't have anything after Spa. <laughs> yeah, just ignore Zanford Monza. <laughs> we don't need this. We don't need this. Oh, God. Or Yas Island. Who needs that? Yas Island. Definitely not the last one. Yas mm. Island. 
Okay, yeah, so Baku will bring us to the halfway point. Uh, so there's still a fair way to go. So anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I find really fascinating, like, every time I watch an F2 race, because I didn't really... I sometimes watched it, like, last couple seasons, but then um, I watched the documentary series on it, <laughs> and that really got me back into it. Uh, well, I find really fascinating. Every time I watch an F2 race, other pit stops, because it's only one guy getting the tie off, put, putting the new one on, and it's wild. This is a lot of stress. And then they go in F1, you have like 70,000 people. <laughs> oh, there's, a, uh, there's definitely now, a TikTok now, I need though. to show you. Um, this just reminds me of Greedo from Cars. <laughs> one man job, that's all it takes. Beat <laughs> 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 stop. <laughs> yeah, F1 is, yeah. But we don't refuel anymore. So uh, at least that's... one person is <laughs> off the hook. Yeah. So, so Formula 3 um, was, was interesting, was the reason we had some sausage curbs removed from the inside of Turn 2, which is where we have the, uh, the, the runoff rejoin bit if you run wide at Turn 1. Um, but there was a sausage curb there, and a couple of the F2, F3 cars went over it and were getting launched, which is not safe. So between sessions, they had the sausage curbs removed, which is much better. Because um, there was a point where one car had all four wheels off the ground, even though it wasn't giving it full beans. And yeah, that shouldn't happen. No, exactly. Um, so glad that they rectified that. Um, qualifying Roman Stanek chucked it on pole position uh, with Victor Martins in second and Alexander Smoyer in third uh, the sprint race was won by David Vidalis uh, with a, a podium of Jack Crawford and Kyle Collette uh, with Arthur Leclerc in fourth um, where did Arthur start actually that's a good question Come on. So Arthur qualified fifth, and it's the top 12 that get flipped. So he would have been seventh, somewhere around there. So he's, he's made up a couple of positions in the sprint. Um, and then the feature race was won by Victor Martins with Roman Stanek in second, 2.4 seconds back. Uh, Isaac Hadjar rounded off the podium. Uh, Smolyar third, fourth, and Behrman fifth. Um, and Leclerc not having a good one as he dropped down to 16th. That's... Yeah. Isn't uh, Correa the only one to have... He scored many, like, he scored almost points in almost every race, didn't he? Uh, that might be wrong, but I read it, I read it on Twitter and I was like... Mm. He took a round out to recover from injury, but every race he has partaken in, he has scored yeah. points in. Um, That's quite crazy. Yeah, so he, he has missed a round and is still ninth. Which is quite good going, to be honest. It was 10th um, this time. What, what, oh, in the race. Yeah, yeah, no, I just meant ninth in the overall standings. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was he was P10 yeah. in the race yesterday yeah, so on Sunday. Scooped yeah. a point. <laughs> Kept um, the streak going. Yeah. Uh, let's see how he does next time out for them is Silverstone. So a bit of a gap. 
but let's see, he's on Hamaru Correa's on 21 points. Uh, Victor Martins leads the championship. He's on 62 points. Uh, Roman Stanek is second on 56 points. And Jack Crawford is third, 50 points. It's, I'd say the top five's still a reasonable contention at this point, given that there's only, what, nine? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine rounds in F3. Um, the, the top five are covered by 19 points. Mm-hmm. Oh, to play for. Given that you can score 25 for a race win, you know, that's not bad. Um, so in fourth, we've got Isaac Hadjar on 47 points, and fifth is Arthur Leclerc on 43 points. And then there's a bit of a gap down to Alexander Smolia on 28 points. So again, we'll see. Um, next time out is sort of almost halfway. Can't really get halfway in nine nine races. <laughs> so yeah, um, a third of the way in. Uh, now we are a third. Yeah. yeah, we're a third of the way through now. Um, Good so, at maths. But it's just, I mean, it's so close, you can't really call it at this point. With the amount of points there are that are available, um, it, it can easily flip on, on a weekend. So... Um, I mean, this weekend, Victor Martins did increase his gap at the top, but only increased it by three points. So, you know, Roman Stanek is still there, keeping it in contention. So we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Jack Crawford dropped a bit. He only scored 18 points this weekend. Isaac Hadjar scored 16 points in total. And Arthur Leclerc only scored seven after his uh, less than optimal uh, feature race, shall we say? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's su- it looks like such a competitive field in Formula Three that any of those could easily win the whole thing. And to be honest, I'd be surprised if all of those top five didn't make the step up to F two next season, because we know what, we know what the turnovers like in terms of drivers getting promoted. We, I mean, half of the grid for Formula 3 is rookies this season. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like the top five would probably be the ones that the teams in Formula 2 are looking out for. Um, obviously, that will depend on contracts with current drivers and F1 prospects. And whoever wins F2 obviously can't come back. So there's at least one spare seat. So, um, but lastly, that brings us to W Series. Um, Jamie Chadwick Series. <laughs> was just much. Jamie Chadwick Masterclass once again. See, what, what confused me was that <laughs> the last two races, that the last two weekends that W Series have been a part of, last two weekends, the last weekend W Series was a part of, there were two races. Yeah. And this race weekend, there was only one. So I don't know what's going on. I thought they'd changed the format so that there were two races per weekend. And this weekend, there was only one. So is it just there's two races when there's not as many support categories there? Yeah, maybe. What? 
so I'll be interested to see what's going on there. Um, but I mean, like the rest of the calendar is Silverstone, France, Budapest, Suzuka, Austin, and Mexico City. So we normally get so like Silverstone will be a full card. That'll be F one, two, three, and W series guaranteed. Uh, Le Castellet has at least I, I know F two are going there. F three, F three aren't. So maybe that'll be another race with two races. Um, maybe Hungary, it depends on if F three is there or not. Yeah, Hungary F three will be joining them as well. F two, so that's a full card again. Uh, Suzuka is not an F3 track and isn't F2s either. So that's just W Series. So I reckon two there would probably be manageable. Should happen. Surely. <laughs> uh, Austin is just W Series. Um, and then lastly, Mexico City, again, just W Series. So question is how many of these races is jamie chadwick gonna win all of them <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine um yeah given that she's won the last five, five. yeah <laughs> i think the only thing that's going to stop her at this point is car failures yeah reliability issues yeah i just i j i will be actually angry if she doesn't get into f2 next year that would be wild at the because very they, least, she has yeah, to have an F3C. F3. At the I think, very I think, least. I, 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 think, I think she goes to F2. Because they made a point of saying that the W series is not F1 for women. It is so... Yeah. It is a feeder series. Yeah, yeah it is a feeder series. The point series. of a feeder series, though, is it has to feed. You can't call if, yourself a feeder series if you don't then, produce prospects. Yeah, and I mean... If nothing like crazy happens, Jamie Chadwick's gonna win it the third time in a row. Yeah. And surely <laughs> that should mean <laughs> that she's at least gonna be in F2. And personally, I think that um, she should, there, there needs to be a woman in F1 at some point. In the next five years, we need to see it. It just needs to happen. Yeah. It's been a while since we last had one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Also, um, can you imagine the sponsoring that the team would get? Because a lot that there was some talks because she obviously is part of Williams. Yeah, pretty sure. She's, yeah, she's in the Williams Driver Academy. Yeah, so they were like, "Oh, but Williams doesn't have any money." But if you Dorothy. bring a woman who's won championships multiple, there will be sponsors that currently are probably not even in F one because a lot of other companies will be interested in supporting that. So. I don't think F3 is enough. I, I think she should 100% be in F2 next year. Yeah. I'd agree with you. It's just, I feel like, I feel like there's going to be that stigma that the other drivers in F2 proved themselves in F3 and got yeah. themselves a seat that way. Like that is the, the bottom rung of that sort of ladder almost. Like I know there's, there's Formula 4, and all of the regional competitions and um w series is almost sort of like formula 3.5 because it's sort of in between the f3 spec yeah. car and the f4 spec car but yeah it's 
it's a difficult one and i know i i, I see where you're coming from however it, i think that um winning three championships in a row yeah. uh it, it certainly should wouldn't qualify be, you it wouldn't, be the, woman in a, yeah. it wouldn't be the first time yeah it wouldn't be the first time that a a driver has skipped f3 it wouldn't be the first time did Max Verstappen um, skip like 500 race series? Went straight from karts to F1. <laughs> it feels like it. Well, yeah. Um, he skipped F2. Yeah, he did. So did Lance Stroll. Well, if, if memory he, skipped that, he skipped that for different reasons. Max Verstappen <laughs> did. Okay, Google, play Money, Money, Money by ABBA. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, let's go check that one. hasn't actually gone off. <laughs> Oh, it has. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google, stop. Thanks, Shen. <sighs> <laughs> it hurt me. <laughs> you should. You should have said Alexa. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but yeah. So I. Yeah. I think Jamie Chadwick. Uh, she at least has to be in F three. I would. I would say she. She should be in F two. Yeah. I mean, if she goes to F three. She'd have to absolutely clown everyone and just be like, why did you waste my time here? Um, if she I goes can't to F2, wait for the day that happens. Honestly, <laughs> I, I want it to. <laughs> because it's she's just cruising in W Series at the minute. And that's nothing against the other drivers because they're all competitive with each other. It's just Jamie's currently in a different league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just what league is she in that we don't know yeah, yeah. where like where does that to, league yeah. fit yeah. in the in the conventional ladder yeah it's just where but, we've never had w series before we don't know yeah but I, I, as richard said like if you call yourself a feeder series then yeah at some point you should have some sort of um idea where if you winning W series, or if you're winning races in W series, where you fit in F1, F2, F3. Yeah. Like, obviously, cars are going to be different and stuff, and uh, there's a lot of other factors, but still, there should be a rough idea yeah. of where you are. I mean, to me, for the longest time, it would remind me of like the old Chelsea youth program where we had everyone under the sun, but none of them made it to the first team, and they all just went out on loan somewhere else. Yeah. And now, the Chelsea Academy has like provided some actual first team starters and I think can actually call itself a route to the first team. Yeah. So for me, W Series is currently in that phase of just sending everybody out on loan. It needs to produce someone to get to, to at least F2. Even if yeah. they don't make it, because if we've seen so many drivers that have been worthy of F1 seats not make it. Yeah. For various reasons. Callum Eilat, Oscar Piastri, Robert Schwartzman should probably be in F1 at some stage. Nick there, DeVries. There's so Until now. many. Yeah. And we just don't have enough seats. <laughs> it also help prove that W Series is a way to actually get there. Yeah. Well. I think W Series will prove its point if Chadwick gets a seat in F2. Because then it can at least say, look, we have given a platform which has basically kick-started yeah. your route towards F1. Yeah, I think that's also 
the goal that the W series should have, and they said it is because it's not a separate like racing series for women. Like obviously yeah. it is, but it shouldn't be like separated from the other ones. And it's just like a stepping stone to them because historically it's just been harder as a woman from various reasons. Yeah, it's it's for women by virtue of the fact that it is their exclusive stepping stone to help them get on the, the yeah. ladder because it is such a male dominated sport. If it wasn't such a male dominated sport, we wouldn't we wouldn't need, need W yeah. series. We we could have just series. It wouldn't be W, it wouldn't be, we could have yeah. the, the W and M series, you know? So, yeah, it's, I, I was about to say like F and M, but then I think Tesco might have a go at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think W series only basically like fulfills what they set out to do if they get, get in this case, Jamie Chadwick, because she's just like at the front, like nobody is really challenging her. If they get her in F2, because I don't, I think, yeah, she's, might be in a three in the meantime and obviously would know how she would do there but i think their goal should be to put women into f2 yeah definitely in the long run definitely all right um oh we need to do monaco predictions now yes. monaco predictions <laughs> oh, it's going to be difficult don't sound so enthused ben you've That's only got to try and come up with a bonus a bold prediction that it was a Monaco Grand Prix until today. How when did you manage to avoid that? It might rain. Yeah. It might rain on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday has a thunderstorm logo. Well, do we think that Charles Leclerc <laughs> will finally beat the Monaco curse and have a decent race and therefore a podium? Because he already crashed in Monaco this year with Nicky Lauer. Ferrari so surely he has a crash out of the way one would think maybe bad things always come in threes <laughs> he crashed he had an engine failure he will crash again that will be the third and then he'll win the championship <laughs> but if he doesn't win the championship it will be only the second time in history that a driver has not won the world championship after having a points gap of 40 points or more the other time, 2012, Fernando Alonso. Mm -hmm. Stats! However, what we, I think what needs to be factored in to Monaco this year is how... It's broken! <clears throat> how freaking huge the cars are. Have fun bleeping that, sorry. <laughs> because they are huge, they are wham. <laughs> they are wham! <laughs> Remember last year when Mick Schumacher overtook Mazepin on the hair and the hairpin? That won't happen because there's only one car that can be there. I thought the cars were supposed to be smaller than last year's. Yeah, they're not though. F1 cars and more years to turn as well. I'm pretty sure they're bigger than last year. Okay, the 2022 will not be bigger than previous models. At most, it will be slightly longer thanks to the nose cone. And it will be heavier, but not bigger. Well, it's still not going to happen, is it? We're going to get one overtake, and in the meantime, Lance Stroll will be on the replay. What happened? We need to know. Nothing. It's Monaco. Mm. 
Interesting. Right. Um, Prediction time. Yes. Ben, pole position. Charles de Clare. Uh, Nia has said Leclerc. Chris has said Leclerc. Sonia. I would say Leclerc. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Let me just just run the tape back. Sonia this afternoon said Verstappen. I did. (laughs) You're changing it. I thought about it. Now Chris has said Leclerc and I say Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say Verstappen. I thought you were going to say something, someone very different. <laughs> Land and noise! <laughs> oh, Paris. Carlos. Would they even be able to use team orders around Monaco? <laughs> <laughs> How can you even let someone pass? Sergio Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way we can get Max past you, Pitt. But I'll drop to twelfth bit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, yeah, Very I know. It's like stop, but I think <laughs> I think it'll be it'll be Charles. Okay, I, um, I made my mind up. Have you changed your podium prediction? What were the predictions? You did say Verstappen, Leclerc, Russell. I'm going to stick with that. Okay, curveball. Hi, Ben. Uh, Verstappen, Leclerc, signs. Okay. Chris has said Leclerc, Verstappen, Russell. Nia has said Sainz, Russell, Ocon. Mad! <laughs> Obviously, the Monaco curse has continued. Um, I'm going to go for. See, I'm now remembering I've put Verstappen on pole. I was about to say Leclerc for the win, but he's not won a race from not the pole position. So Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc. So we all think that Leclerc will make it to the podium. Except Nia. Except Nia, but that's <laughs> a wild prediction. <laughs> um, that's like me putting Lando Norris in third last year and then it happens. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the Alpine's only good in a straight line. <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> it's not a lot of straight lines. Around, okay? A corner is, in theory, loads of straight lines. Just like <laughs> Segmented. Yeah. Uh, ben, bold prediction. Um, changeable condition race. You actually think we're going to get rain? Yeah, it's the only bold prediction I can think of. Sonia, what you got for? As a bold prediction. It's hard. Uh, it is hard in Monaco. Because it's not a bold prediction if I say Latifi puts it in a wall, is it? Um, no. Nope. <laughs> plenty to choose. If you specified which wall he put it in. <laughs> Latifi will bin it at Portier. Uh, Latifi will bin it where Charles binned it last year in the thing. Was it... Swim was it quality? Yeah. Oh, what in the swim the swimming pool section? Okay. That's what a bold prediction. Heroics <laughs> into Sandbox. No, 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 no. Wait, I have a bold prediction. Three people will bin it at the same place. There we go. <laughs> Triple bin. Triple That's bin what... at the same like 
<laughs> Three bins, one spot. <laughs> yeah. And one of them will be Latifi. Okay. Um, that is my bold prediction. I feel like my bold prediction now needs to be like Leclerc will finish the race. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody said it, but he hasn't finished it. Um, no, what do I want to do? I'm going to say someone will gain at least five positions in the race. Overcut of dreams. So, just for the funsies, throw a name out there. Oh, Alex Albon. Who who was due a really bad qualifying performance to make it up in the race? Who has the balls to chuck one up the inside? Oh. Oh, who has the strategy masterclass? That's the question. Um, I'm going to go for Vettel. Ooh. Just because they did a pretty decent job on strategy last year, with his car at least. <laughs> and the, the car is a bit of a donkey, so it will probably qualify at the back. <laughs> so, you know, do what I do in the game and hold everyone up, then take a pit stop and come out in front of some people. I'm so bad at Monaco. I'm literally like a second slower than the AI. The worst thing about it is that every single time I go into Monaco, I'm like, this is the time. I'm not going to touch a wall or anything. Sandoval. Like two laps in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it requires too much concentration. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Sonia, because we no longer have Mazepin with us, we rebranded Mazepin Bingo. It's now lap down showdown. Yes. <laughs> so the, the choices are now which driver will be the first to be lapped? On which lap will they first be lapped? And how many laps down will they finish? I'm saying Latifi will be lapped first. Uh, the, there are 78 laps total for reference. What is realistic? He'll be lapped in lap 29. How many laps down? At the end? Mm -hmm. Three. Ben? I want to say Mick Schumacher. Oh. That's heartbreaking. Because I don't think it finished last. But I reckon you just think he'll be the first. first. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, lap 28 and then two laps down okay I'm gonna say Latifi <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say hmm, 30 35 laps maybe there'll be a pit stop Maybe there'll be a safety car. We don't know. Uh, and then I'll say two laps down. Uh, Chris has said Latifi, 34 laps and two laps down. And Nia has said Latifi and 40 <laughs> laps and two laps down. <laughs> Wait, what was the other, uh, what was Nia's bold prediction? Did you put one in? 
Oh, yes. Um, Chris's bold prediction was there will be a Mercedes on the front row. Oh, that is a bold prediction. And Nia's bold prediction was the Michael, Sh- Michael Schumacher. Mick Schumacher. I, I read MSC <laughs> and my brain went, Michael! Uh, Mick Schumacher and Zhou Guan Yu will both get into Q3 and will both score points. Oh. So Can you imagine scoring it. your first, first points in Monaco? Monaco. That'd be wild. Um, Discord, we have some some predictions in there. Um, Wev has said pole position will be Leclerc, podium of Verstappen, Perez, and Russell. Obviously, the uh, Leclerc curse is continuing. Uh, KR45 has said pole Verstappen, podium Verstappen, Perez, Bottas. Oh, curveball. Um, that is also a bold prediction in itself. <laughs> Tay has prefaced this one by saying that if this comes off, they'll buy lotto tickets for everyone. Um, pole position, Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> uh, podium of Kevin Magnuson, Mick Schumacher, and Carlos Sainz. If this happens... I, I, I will give you a million points. Can he also give me a million dollars if this happens? I don't have that kind of backing. <laughs> Call Latifi and then you'll, you'll have it. Um, and Nils has currently not provided pole position, but has said a podium of Leclerc, Sainz, and Paris. Double Ferrari. Yeah. Well, Sainz got P2 there last time. So. Um, results from last weekend. Oh, no. Uh, Sonia, you've won. Yay! <laughs> you scored four points. <laughs> By putting Perez on the podium and by saying that Max would win. Uh, ben, you came second by saying that Leclerc would get pole and putting Verstappen and Perez on the podium, but not in the correct places. Uh, me and Nia were joint third with two points each by both saying that Leclerc would get pole position and by both having Verstappen in the wrong position on the podium. And Chris did not submit anything, so got nil poire. Loser. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, bold predictions. Ben, the Russell top five streak. You said that would finish. It's It did not. <laughs> so you did not win the one. Nia said has double points. That that didn't happen. Uh, Chris didn't send one in. That didn't happen. <laughs> uh, one of mine happened. That was the Nick DeVries faster than the Seafood FP1. Uh, the other one was Mick to score points. Ouch. We're just going to gloss over that. It's fine. <laughs> Just going to gloss over the fact that it was also in the TikTok. <laughs> um, lap down showdown. Um, joint winners, Ben and Nia, both got the correct amount of laps down and had they both had the same lap, so they were closest. Uh, again, Chris didn't submit anything, so got no point. Um, the real answers were Kevin Magnuson, who was lapped on lap 17 and finished two laps down. Uh, but you both said Latifi 25 and 2. So I said Stroll 32 and (laughs) 1. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, And Discord, Mason won with 7 points. Um, I said Leclerc would get pole and correctly put uh, Verstappen and Perez 1 and 2. KR45 came second with 6 points just for putting Verstappen and Perez 1 and 2. And third place was Vince, who put Verstappen first and Perez third. So they got four points. And that, that's, that's your podium. 
Um, we now have the joyously boring wait between race weekends. Um, Son Sonia's streaming again on Wednesday. I'll be editing this video until Tuesday evening. All right. And then um, we'll be back the same time next week to bring you our Monaco review. Hoping See it's how not wrong snooze we were. Fest. Oh, please, please. As long as it's not a snooze fest, we won't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Spain wasn't, so... No, exactly. Hopes, hopes are up. <laughs> yeah, but don't, Spain... Don't do that. Spain wasn't don't, don't really do. a ball fest last year either. No, exactly. Spain's been okay the last couple of years. It just has a precedent. Um, and Spain wasn't boring this year because of technical issues, whereas Spain wasn't boring the year before because of strategic fights. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Because you can't really do much with your strategy in Monaco. It's just make sure you come out of your pit stop ahead of the guy you want to be in front of. Uh, technical issues? I mean, that's anyone's guess. <laughs> that's, that's luck of the draw. So we could have some more of those. That could be fun. I mean, flag. Charles, Charles had his break issue. That was sort of the kickstart of the Monaco curse, wasn't it? So... We could see some 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 biffs into the wall. Yeah, we could see a heroic to Sandoval and a traffic jam. DRS train down the street. I wouldn't even call it a DRS train. <laughs> DRS <a> train. tram. <laughs> yeah. DRS caterpillar. Oh god. Well, let's see how wrong we are. Please. <laughs> For the love of God, please. <laughs> <laughs> rain would make uh, it interesting, though. So yeah, yeah. Let's let's see how long that forecast lasts because I'm sure we've had rain on the forecast at Monaco before, and it's just been like, near. yeah. Well, what the last time it rained was 2016 or 17. I, I, I don't have that knowledge to the top of my I head. Think I remember it's Monaco's not a Ricardo track I particularly Hamilton. care about. I'm pretty sure it's 2016, my Mercado. Oh, what? Has his long pit stop? Yeah. Mm, yeah, pain. Uh, let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But in that case, uh, thank you for listening and or watching. Uh, please like, rate, follow, rate five stars, whatever it is that you guys do. Comment if you're on YouTube. We, we, nice to see some comments every now and again. Um, and <laughs> we will see you at the same time next week. Um, for, for more shenanigans. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.